say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's another beautiful day in here in Kingman, Arizona. Starting off a little bit of road uh, music from the Road Crew, roadcrew66.com. Don't know quite what part of the world or the country you're in, but uh, here in Kingman, it's another sunny and warm day. I don't know how long a person could put up with this. 65 degrees and sunny day after day. Hey, I got a great guest, a great special program this morning, a friend of mine, uh, Nolan Stoles. Uh, gosh darn it. Where do we begin? I, uh, Nolan, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this beautiful, beautiful day? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm looking forward to this. I am too. I have been. Because we didn't get a chance to talk enough about this while you were in Kingman. But you are literally... Uh, creating the music of the road yeah going up and down route 66 uh, i've been on the road since july 1st just getting inspiration for this music i'm writing can you tell us about that it's a it's a various uh it's, it's a suites correct yeah so orchestral suite a collection of movements uh that can be performed separately or all together ideally together um but for a symphony orchestra so instrumental you know strings violins you know woodwinds brass percussion the whole deal it'd be kind of uh would i be too bold to say like uh, vivaldi's uh seasons you know that's a good uh good example because so you know vivaldi wrote these um concerti for um, you know, inspired by the different seasons. And so we, we call that uh, program music. So there's a program that goes along with, there's a story. And so, you know, this isn't just a, uh, what I'm writing isn't just a, a piece of music, just, you know, abstract um, music that lives on its own, but it's actually um, maybe not t telling a story per se, but it's about something. It's inspired by something specific, and then the uh, the listener could read, you know, those program notes to understand what inspired the music. And so, like each of the movements will will be about a different topic uh, related to Route sixty six. So yeah, the, I'm calling the piece Route sixty six Suite, but like the the individual movements, there'll be like seven or eight parts or so. Um, they'll have, you know, sort of evocative titles that represent a certain aspect of the road. For example, I'm going to start the suite with, with a movement called AD 1926, which, as you know, um, was the year that Route 66 was designated. Right? 
And so that is sort of representing like the old road, like the original alignment buildings that would have existed at that time. So as I drive the road, I'm looking for, uh, um, you know, old, the oldest buildings that I can find just to sort of picture like what would have existed in 1926 for the very first Route 66 travelers, that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, uh, 26 gas stations. I assume that's based on the uh, interesting book by Mr. Rausch on gas stations. Would that be a guess? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm borrowing that title. Um, so, so it's, we have, uh, Ed Ruscha, he called it 26 gasoline stations. He spelled out 26. Um, so I'm calling it 26 gas stations with the no- Arabic number 26, very sh- shorter looking. And so the first thing I did was track down where all um, those original 26 in the books. Now, this book is from 1963. Almost all of those stations are gone, almost all of them. So tracking them down was difficult. So I spent 26 weeks looking, trying to figure out where they were. And then this summer... I visited those places uh, where those stations once stood. And then I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to write a piece that's about that book. You know, those stations in the book, I'm choosing my own 26. So, you know, this title is an homage to that photography book from, you know, 60 years ago. But I'm, I'm choosing 26 that have some sort of meaning to me. You know, and one of the things I've learned from Traveling Road, it's, you know, it's about the people. I know you've said this, Jim, many times. Route 66 is about the people. And so, you know, f- for instance, there's an old station in Webb City, Missouri. Um, you would never even recognize it as an old gas station. But now it's a place called Broadway Burgers. I think that's the name of it. Um, and, and it's a family-owned restaurant. They have Mexican food. It's got burgers as well great people and that's what it was about you know they were excited to tell me the story about about the gas station they showed me a picture of the station from like the 30s you know that's what this movement is about so it's it's not just about some some derelict gas station but actually a story behind each of the 26 that i'm choosing uh, the one movement and uh this takes us to another uh, aspect of your adventure i've long had a fascination with ghost towns in general Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I turned my attention specifically to the unique Route 66 ghost towns. But you have a project that has just really grabbed my attention. You have been delving into something that's even more than ghost towns, towns that just have literally vanished. And I have to, I have to give you kudos. Your research skills are impressive. Thank you. And uh, this project is fascinating. Yeah, I so I thought of the title first, 66 Ghost Towns, because I wanted to have the number in the title. And I sort of, I was thinking, oh, should I cover, should I find 66 different ghost towns or should I, or is it just about ghost towns that are on 66? I wasn't quite sure. And I was like, wow, how am I going to find that many ghost towns? So I was thinking, oh, I might stretch the, uh, uh, the definition of ghost town to include, you know, I don't know, like Remy Jim's in Arizona. Like it was on the map, but it was never a town. It was just a, you know, gas station, <laughs> you know. Um, but then, but then I'm starting to realize there 
are more than 66 actual ghost towns because these places have disappeared from the map years ago. And so the challenge has been figuring out, well, well, was it ever really a town? Was it just a railroad siding or something? And and, and I found that a lot of places um, we've sort of um, written off as, oh, it's just a railroad siding. I come to find, oh, there actually were people living there and there was a school and a, and a church and a post office. Like, okay, well, wait a minute. This was actually a town. And then it disappeared and then it's just a railroad siding. You know, so then, but I, you know, for this project, it, it, because it's about Route 66, if the town didn't exist by 1926 in any form, I'm not really including it. Yes. Uh, but, I, but I have found that a lot of these towns, especially the, these early mining towns, late 19th century, early 20th century, did continue into the early years of Route 66. So I'm like, oh, okay, let's include this. Places like uh, Gold Road, Arizona. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, let's say Gold Road, you know, I, that one I wonder, do we call it a ghost town? Because, right, there's still plenty of mining activity still today, right? It's just that no one lives there. So I'm kind of on the fence with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hair split. As far as towns that's disappeared in railroad sightings, uh, I've, I've been out uh, wandering around a place called Franconia, Arizona mm-hmm. recently. And uh, it's not technically a Route 66 town. Uh, it's just west of Yucca, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was listed mostly as a railroad siding. But I'm learning that there was much, much more there as you had. And one of the mm-hmm. things that really surprised me for such a remote place is that some of the graves in the cemetery are still being maintained. Hmm. Have you been to finding the cemeteries associated with these locations? Uh, Parkersburg, Oklahoma comes to mind. Um, there's really, you don't, there's, you don't really see anything related to Parkersburg other than this, this cemetery that's right on 66. But like what I'm guessing where the original town site was, which would have been by the railroad just north of there, there's absolutely nothing there. And apparently there's a few hundred people there. I think I read six or 700 people at one time. Now there's nobody at the town site, but yet there's, cemetery down by 66. So yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll see a cemetery and that'll be a good indication. Okay. This was a town. Um, Oh, mud college, Oklahoma. That's just, oh, there's a great... I love yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah. So I was, I was so confused about them, like a college, but it, it was actually just a regular school graded school and they called it college. Um, uh, yeah. And so, Really, all there's left is the cemetery um, on the northwest corner of that intersection. Yeah, it's 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 really wild to see these town uh, places that once was a town that pretty much have vanished. Oh, I I have always enjoyed ghost towns. They 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 help me keep a perspective and balance in life. You don't want to take things too seriously, and you don't want to take yourself too seriously because these things are fleeting. And uh, mm-hmm. some of these ghost towns, but Mud College, I got to tell you, I would just, uh, it must have been great to live in a place. And when people ask where you're from, you say, oh, I'm from Mud College. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. just, that's, that's I've, great I've, stuff. I read an old uh, article from a newspaper in, in uh, some Oklahoma newspaper. And they're like, oh, the ball team from Mud College. <laughs> that's, that's great. 
When I was uh, when I wrote the book Ghost Towns of Route 66, I was focused more on towns like Gold Road, things of this nature. Yeah. And of course, with editorial constraints and time constraints, I wasn't able to delve as deep. And so I missed a lot of these places. And uh, you you well, really filled in some of these holes. You know, I, and I, I do, I do have to give some credit to uh, my university, University of South Carolina Upstate and their office of sponsored awards and research support. They gave me um, a course reallocation. So what, what that means is that they have funding to pay an adjunct faculty member to teach one of my classes. This was back last spring semester in 2021. And so the time that I now have, because I'm not teaching a full load of courses, I used for this ghost town research. So that was like a preliminary research, and I was like, "Whoa, I am way under <laughs> over my head right here." Um, there's a lot of research to be done. So that was just I would consider preliminary research. And then this last summer, um, going to these places in person would be like the field research. And and I'm still, you know, and we're in what January <laughs> at the end of January. I'm still turning up things. Now, you know, I should have uh, done this sooner, but now you're an associate professor of music, Department of Fine yeah. Arts, University of Southern California, uh, Cal <laughs> South Carolina. There's a funny story about that. I'll show you. <laughs> no, University of South Carolina, Upstate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been yeah, I've been there since 2014. Uh, you mentioned the research of these towns. I have learned that the more I learn, the more I realize how little I know. It's uh, oh, so yeah. fascinating, uh, and it doesn't have to be ancient history. I don't just, you know, going back to my neighborhood here, but Gold Road. Uh, I'm working on this Kingman Main Street project, and it keeps linking back to Gold Road. But it's astounding uh, mm. how little is left from a town that had uh, several churches, public swimming pools. Another thing that was interesting about Gold Road, it was extremely segregated. There was a Mexican part of town that had their own swimming pool, and then right. there was the so-called white section that had a swimming pool. Yeah. And I, I find these towns, the story of them, just just to be immensely fascinating. Yeah. So you have really been providing a great service and sparking my imagination. Well, thank you. And 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 like your book. It, it serves a real different purpose because yours is like, okay, here, here are places that you can visit and see as opposed to what I'm doing is like, hey, there used to be a town here. Well, if you go there, it's just an open field. You know, if I, I remember one of the comments on one of my YouTube videos, they're like, how is that a ghost town? There's nothing there. And I thought, well, that's kind of the point. But from their perspective, you know, they want to see old buildings that are empty, you know, so yeah. Different types of ghost towns, you know. Uh, you know, I, I've been talking a little bit with uh, Bianca Schaefer and her husband uh, that's taken mm -hmm. over the old town of Jericho mm -hmm. out in Texas. And for many years, you know, people knew there was an auto court there. But uh, they have been turning up quite a history of what is basically uh, a couple old dilapidated buildings in a field. This was yeah. actually a thriving community at one time. Yeah, over by the railroad tracks. So it was like the, the original town site was about half a mile north of where those auto court was. And so it, it was almost like it, the town was almost going to move to where 66 was then uh, designated. But then that only lasted, what, five years? And then they moved it north and that 
essentially killed the town. But those years leading up to Route 66 coming through, yeah, you know, there's a train station and all sorts of buildings, and it's quite amazing. But I, I will say, you know, that that place was very inspiring. I, I went there. They let me camp there, by the way. I tent camped. It was really nice of them. Um, spent the night, and I really listened to the building and that the roof on the building is that like that tin tin roof that needs to be replaced. And it's like kind of lightly scraping against itself and kind of slamming down on itself. And it was like a really interesting sound. So I'm like, okay, in my piece somewhere in the 66 ghost towns movement, I'm going to have a percussionist take a couple of pieces of metal and lightly scrape and hit each other just to have this sort of faint, Oh, the wind's blowing and the, you know, the roof is hitting itself. It's, it's a really interesting sound. Uh, you're also sharing, uh, you're creating some just fantastic videos. And uh, you're sharing those on your uh, crowdfunding uh, Patreon page. Yeah. So I've been, boy, p- putting those videos together takes so much work and so many hours. And I've been enjoying doing it. And I said, okay, so let's have this as exclusive material for people that are really interested in seeing what I'm doing. Um, you know, so this is really beyond my composing the music project. This is really getting into what's this research and everything. And so I've been putting these uh, videos up. And so then if you subscribe, so it's patreon.com slash root 66 suite, S U I T E suite. And that gets you access to, these videos. I have, a, I have a few different tiers. There's a $5 a month basic Patreon, Patreon uh, um, tier. Most of the videos, I have a travel buddy level that's $15 a month. There's more videos, more information, things like that. I also have a 66 club at 66. So if you're interested, uh, listeners, check it out. Again, patreon.com slash route 66 suite. Yeah. As much as we enjoy these things, we have to find ways to pay for them. That's for sure. It's uh, we get in that habit of wanting to eat on a regular basis. Uh, well, you know, n- nothing will probably ever recoup the financial oh. loss. That oh I'm no. no! You know, so I'm not teaching for a whole year. Um, I'm traveling up and down Route 66, so the hotel bills, food, everything. But luckily, you know, I have the sabbatical support from the university. Got an artist residency in Missouri that's given me a place to stay. It's only about an hour from Cuba. You're, you're very familiar with Cuba. Yes, uh, yes. And they provide you know place to stay and groceries and all that, no cost. So I have this support. I mean, it's it's doable, but I mean, <laughs> Patreon support is certainly not going to even ever come close. But it's more no. of a way for people to say, hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. Let me help out a little bit. Yeah. You know, and if it, if it covers the cost of my website, which, by the way, is nolanstoltz.com, um, or anything, that's great. And it, 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 in fact, it encourage me, encourages me to keep posting things for the patrons. You know, I'm the same way. Everybody thinks because I write books that you make all this money, and, <laughs> and I have to laugh. I'm blessed beyond measure that writing has opened all kinds of doors. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I, uh, 
Well, I tell you, I could probably become a resource reclamation engineer finding creative ways to gather aluminum cans without getting dirty yeah. and make more money. But yeah. uh, this is what I enjoy doing. I enjoy sharing the adventure, and uh, yeah. I just I just couldn't you know be happier with what uh, yeah. What I'm I think doing. the important thing is to get the information out there. Yeah, you know, I've I mean how so like for instance Green Ridge, Illinois. I've never heard of that town, and I find out, wow, it's a ghost town a quarter of a mile west of Route 66. Never even heard of it. So it's like, you know, I'm hoping future Route 66 travelers going down that original alignment of Route 66 can go there and look to the right and say, oh, there used to be a town there with 60 buildings. You know? I have two ghost towns for you that you may already know about. Uh, one is Cotton Hill. Uh, mm -hmm. Illinois, that's now submerged under Lake Springfield. Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting little town. Uh, the other is Paris Springs, Missouri. Are, are you familiar with that one? Yeah. So Paris Springs, so that one's interesting. So it's actually north of 66. Yeah. A little, little and, ways from uh, Gary Turner's place, Paris Springs Junction there. Exactly. So then what really became the focus of the town was that location, Paris Springs Junction. And then everyone just calls that place. They dropped the, dropped the junction and just call it Paris Springs. Yeah. Very interesting. George. I love talking to George there. He's so cool. <laughs> uh, one more and I'll leave you with this. And that's since you're wandering around the Cuba area, mm -hmm. uh, I really recommend two places for you just off Route 66, Merrimack Springs Park and uh, Steelville, Missouri. Steelville is probably 15 miles south of Cuba. And I am so impressed with their little two-block business district. It's just, it's just a fascinating place. Yeah, I used to drive through Steelville every time I would. So I've been going to this artist residency in Missouri for 10 years now. And every, and every time I would drive back to South Carolina, I would go through Steelville, stop at um, Missouri Hicks Barbecue. It's not there anymore, but it was for a while. Other places, there's, an, there's a great artist residency in Steelville, so they're very supportive of the arts there as well. Uh, but I haven't been to the Merrimack, you see Merrimack Springs Park, is that what you said? Yeah, it's right outside of Steelville, and, and it's uh, okay. an incredible scenic wonder. But it was an iron uh, smelting community before the Civil War. And oh, okay. uh, the, the remnants in the forest are just really impressive. Very inspiring. Excellent. I'll definitely have to head down there. It's not. It's a, only an hour and a half from here. Yeah. Well, Nolan, I won't tie you up uh, this morning. I want to thank you very much for this. You, you, you were a real inspiration, I got to tell you. And I well, am you. looking forward to the release of your music uh, and I look forward to your next visit in Kingpin and, right. uh, got some more places. We'll show you, take you out. I got a couple of Great. spots. Uh, I should be there you. in what? Three weeks or so. I'm getting back on the road in a few days. So do you think you'll be out, uh, somewhere around February 12th by chance? Uh, not that soon. Okay. So I'll miss the needles thing. Unfortunately. That's what <laughs> I was that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great, but I just won't get there by then. I'll take you out to Beale Springs and a couple places when you're here this time. Excellent. Sir, thank you very, very much. I have enjoyed this immensely, and I want to thank everybody for joining us. And as you can see, we ran a little bit later than we usually do, but 
gosh, when gum beating's this much fun, it's, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not to. Mm. Nolan, thank you very much. My pleasure. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye now. Say hello to a new friend On an old road Take a two-lane trip of memories <coughs> Into mysteries unknown Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America Thank you for joining us this morning, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, my friends. Vaya con Dios, mi amigos.